everyone, and welcome to Bards Lost in the Metaverse with me, Sean Lee. And me, Andy Mack. Join us as we explore the depths of our creativity and the world of Web3. And welcome to episode 24 of Bards Lost in the Metaverse, a podcast that follows the adventures of two aspiring creatives as we learn to weave magic through words, art and music while exploring the world of Web3. Each week we'll start off with an update of our works in progress before diving into a discussion of our creative escapades or current and future technology. Welcome everyone to our 24th 24! episode. So what are we talking about today, Andy? Excellent. So today we're talking about uh, publishing, book publishing and distribution mm. and specifically about the difference between exclusive and wide self-publishing. Woot woot is what the notes say. <laughs> woot woot indeed. <laughs> Consider the woots doubled. <laughs> Double the woots today. Very important topic though, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it super is. I'm very excited about getting into this one. Uh, before we do, as always, uh, what are you up to with the books and the musics? Okay, book. I am in chapter 15 editing, I think. Nice. Which is a little bit behind where I want to be. Yeah. It's just, I don't know what's going on. It's just frustratingly slow. Maybe I'm being too nitpicky now with my sentences and stuff. <laughs> Not every sentence Slowing has to be a masterpiece. Down. <laughs> yeah. Then I just came across one piece of like... Um, I think it was a bit of dialogue and it has like a little bit of a nugget, a drop of information anyway. And you know how you always want that information to pay off later? Yes. And I can't remember if I did ever make it pay off. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh man, I have more post-it notes to myself to be like, look out for this bit and make sure it links yeah. back into somewhere. Sounds like an editor's problem, it's to like, be honest. Ugh. Yeah, well, I'm the editor. It's so <laughs> <Yeah>. annoying. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, it's, this, it's the last stretch. I think I'm finding it maybe it's just like because it feels like I'm in the back half of the book now too yes. of editing. I've already yeah. smashed through the first half of editing it yeah. in this run through and now I'm like slow slog. It's like that end of the sprint where you have to be like, i yeah, got to dig deeper for the yeah. last few metres. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's plodding along. Just, yeah. yeah. Chapter five just came out. I haven't read it yet. Did. Actually. I was a bit busy yesterday. It was on my list of sit down and enjoy a cup of coffee and read, but I... We'll have to do that tonight, I think. So, yeah, so everybody get out there, get on our subscriber list, get our book chapters that are coming out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I am at least 10 chapters ahead of that Yeah, that's really good because that's like 20 weeks for you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm comfy in (laughs) my time frames. How dare you. (laughs) Um, Music tracks. I think I made another one during the week, but then also spent some time grouping up the last five that I'd made so far. Um, remixed them so all the levels are right for all the different loops and things so it sounds okay and then did the export and then also mixed it with the videos that I have so that's a whole like YouTube video ready to go when that's ready yeah yeah so I did all that part as well Um, the new album should be out by now yes very exciting so the grip up of all the tunes released over the summer 22-23 period are all in one playlist and album yes Uh, we also had our ad advertisement that we yes. ran on Facebook that came to an end. Yes. So now trying to like pick through the results of that and then start planning for our next one, I guess, is yeah. the next thing. We so. will report back uh, on our adventures yeah. through socials, I think in next couple of weeks, maybe even out to 10 weeks, but we've got a podcast where we'll 
we'll go over yeah, what we've we'll been doing. Yeah, we'll go over it a bit more. So, yeah, we had some some traction in some ways, but it hasn't quite converted as much. So, yeah, we get to nitpick a bit more about like yeah, yeah, how to fix it. So, <laughs> learning the world of marketing as well. Yay! Um, and then my brain dies, and yeah, I was preparing for this podcast yesterday and had to send you messages <laughs> yes. being like, oh, I can't. <laughs> like my brain's died. The yeah. po- podcast notes were an absolute shit show yeah. yesterday when I left them. <laughs> it could be a PB on pages used today. Oh, geez, I, I fixed it this morning. Okay. I regrouped and stuff. Um, with the help of chat GPT, actually, because oh. sometimes I have been outsourcing a little bit of my, if my brain's not working quite enough, I will ask kindly, hey, chat GPT, could you please help me just like try to reframe this or make these dot points more succinct and grab, grip all this information I have into a more coherent manner. And yes. It's like having a nice little assistant to help you in the morning yeah. when you're tired. <laughs> no, I actually did that <laughs> like, <"Thank> last <laughs> night. I think I was reviewing and I was like, you know, the hangar bay doors open to the the black of space, the the expanse of space, the starry expanse. I couldn't. I'm like, like rewrite me. this sentence five <laughs> different ways. I'm like, ah, infinite expanse. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. That's the words I was looking for. It's just sometimes like it's nice. It almost turns into having like a little... I don't know, a friend there that you can just bounce ideas yeah, yeah. off and be yeah, like... what's a word for this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, my brain stopped working, chat. GPT, can you just help me yeah. <laughs> remember how to do anything? Yeah, nice. <laughs> but yeah, so that's me. How's Bookuary going? Well, yeah. so I... Bookuary will be finished <laughs> by yes. the time this comes out. So what I did was I've uh, done some stats uh, about what I've done <laughs> over Bookuary. Noted that I've still got two more days left. Ooh. And I took these stats uh, about lunchtime on the 25th. Okay, so you got a few extra days. Yeah, so I'll chuck that in there. So days spent focused purely on writing slash editing, 25. Chapters reviewed, 11 chapters. Mm -hmm. So I reviewed uh, and got ready 11 chapters to be sent out. And there's a bit of a thing here. So Mm. that's not just a one review. So I do a pre-pro writing aid edit, which is more story and that sort of stuff focused. Yep. Then I do a full pro writing aid edit, which is like every button you can press on pro writing aid. Mm. Then I do another final edit to make sure the story and there's bits I like because yeah. I still end up changing stuff. Then I do one more pro writing aid edit. Yeah. Uh, I don't do everything in pro writing aid, but the, kind of the big ticket, the sort of five or six. Yeah, because you use the pro writing aid app, don't you? So yeah, you I don't import... actually have it because I'm on a Mac. I don't think it's they've released it where it plugs into the Mac yet. You have to use the app. Yeah. So okay. I kind of dump it in there. Well. It pulls the file and edits the actual live file for you. Uh, so I do it separate to when I'm writing, which is yeah. good too because it kind of gives me that back and forth. The only problem is when I do that first pro writing aid edit and save everything off and go in and do it again, when I pull mm-hmm. it back in because it's a new file, it's like, here's all the things you ignored last time. Uh, so I've kind of got to go through that just to double check. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah, I'm on Windows and so mine's a plug-in yes. into actual Word. Yeah. So it just sort of highlights as I'm working sometimes, which yeah. is kind of handy. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, I mean, it's good too because that means I get the word edit of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's four revisions of each 11 chapters. Yep. And you know I like a big chapter. You do. So that is a total <laughs> of 78,660 words reviewed, edited, reviewed again, edited, and ready for chapter release. How many? Is that like 6,000 words or so a chapter? Uh, yep, just about. What, 77 <laughs> by 11? It'd be seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was some big ones in there, though. though. Um, but also, just to make myself sound extra cool, yeah. Um, 
So if you look at each revision as its own, that's actually 314,000 words. That you've read. <laughs> that I've read <laughs> and period. reviewed. Uh, so it has been busy. Plus, that was on the 25th. I've done two extra chapters since then. So that's an extra 9,000 words. And probably by close of business tomorrow, I'll do one more. So that'll be 15,000 total yeah. on top of the 78,000. So <laughs> that's a book for most people. Yes, easily. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, and the ones I'm editing at the moment are actually harder because they're sort of at version three or four. Yeah. So they're still, like, just vomit on a page and, you know, you spend, like, you might spend 30 minutes on a paragraph. Yeah. You're just like, I should have just deleted it and started again. Yeah. You kind of get in that loop of, like, I can fix it. Oh, the other bit of this paragraph sucks. Now I need to go back. And you just get in this loop of, that was a waste of my time. I could yeah. have just rewritten that. It slows you down. Yes. Uh, <laughs> lessons learnt. But that is the results of Bookery, which I think is pretty fantastic. That's quite a lot. Yes. If you uh, <laughs> put a little bit of effort and deep dive and focus, you will get things done. And also wake up at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. and go to bed falling asleep in front of your computer at about 9.30, 10. Hmm. Get it? Um, <laughs> but by the time this comes out, I will be back on doing one more cover art. Yeah. I've got another cover art to do. So uh, we'll be back on the table for two or three weeks while yeah, I get okay. that sorted. Then I've got a, something a little special planned, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Yes. It's been busy. It has been. Always is. It always <laughs> You can't see that face, people, but it made me angry because it was very sad. I am very tired All this right. morning. You know what will cheer you up, Sean? <laughs> what? Doing News with Sean. It's Monday the 27th of February 2023 and this is News with Sean. In Web3 and tech news this week, Abu Dhabi's tech ecosystem, Hub71, has launched a $2 billion initiative to support startups in the Web3 and blockchain technology sectors. The initiative, known as the Hub71 Plus Digital Assets Ecosystem, will offer startups access to various programs as well as potential corporate, government and investment partners. This move aims to encourage businesses to relocate to Abu Dhabi and promote startup growth in the Middle East and beyond. Moving on now, Napster, the famous peer-to-peer music sharing platform from the early 2000s, has returned with a new acquisition in the Web3 space. The company announced its purchase of NFT music marketplace Mint Songs on Wednesday through its venture wing, Napster Ventures. Mint Songs offers artists the ability to turn their music into NFTs and create unique artwork for their fans. This move demonstrates Napster's renewed focus on the music industry and its willingness to embrace new technologies. And it's not the only one that's done this because I believe we talked about LimeWire yes, a few weeks ask, ago. Yeah. <laughs> so a few of these old school peer-to-peer, a little bit dodgy yeah. <laughs> sharing <laughs> services, yeah, yeah. they're turning their attention to NFTs, peeps. All right, let's hope. With good intentions in their heart. Mm. Moving now to the world of publishing. In a groundbreaking development, unionised workers at publishing giant HarperCollins have successfully negotiated a new contract with the company, securing better pay and benefits. The workers have been on strike for three months before the agreement was reached on February 9th. The ratified agreement includes minimum salary increases across levels, setting a new standard in the book publishing industry. This outcome has the potential to inspire other workers in the industry to organise and form unions. HarperCollins is currently only one of the big five publishing giants with a dedicated union, and this agreement is expected to have a significant impact on the industry. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Now, is that their, that's not their authors and writers, is it? That's no, just their general... this is like... the actual HarperCollins employees. Yeah, okay, interesting. Yes. 
Jumping now to another publishing industry news. Renowned science fiction's short story publisher Clark's World has stopped accepting pitches due to a flood of AI-generated submissions overwhelming its editorial team. The publisher, which is one of the few paying publishers to accept open submissions from new writers, has become a target of influencers promoting get-rich-quick schemes using AI. The magazine would typically receive 10 plagiarised submissions a month, but since the advent of AI language models, the rate of rejections has skyrocketed. The drastic move to close submissions will remain in place until a solution is found to identify legitimate authors, and the magazine has not yet set a date for when it will reopen submissions. So I believe it had gone up to 500 or so plagiarised submissions a month from Ooh. its 10 <laughs> that it used to have. Wow. We uh, we have some AI uh, <laughs> hot takes coming up in an episode coming shortly, so we might get into it then. We do. And that, my friends, was News with Sean. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, the morale's back up. Let's keep that ball rolling uh, and let's get into this episode. All right. So first off, in true Andy form, which is me, uh, let's quickly... (laughs) I even wrote that too. I don't know. Maybe you were meant to read it and I just got excited. Uh, Let's firstly clarify what book distribution is. It's always good to start with the basics, right? It is, yeah. We've got a foundation to work from. So book distribution is the process and logistics of making your book available to the customer. For print books, it means going from your printer to a retailer or directly to your reader. For ebooks, it means getting it to an online retailer or marking, oh sorry, or making it available for download. Mm. Is that simple? It sort is of that two simple. options. It's getting it from the printer to the customer or from your computer to the customer. Pretty much. Yep. And we'll go through all <laughs> the different ways you can do that. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. So for self-publishing distribution, it really boils down to just the two options though, doesn't it? Yes, exclusive indeed. and wide. So exclusive, when people are talking about that, refers to selling on one marketplace, which is predominantly Amazon or Kindle Direct Publishing. Yeah. Which are kind of the same thing. Kind of get gripped in, yeah. Yeah, because Amazon, I think, owns KDP. Yes, anyway. It does. So wide, though, when we're talking about that, we're talking about selling through multiple marketplaces. Yes. So really, it's Amazon versus everyone else. Yes. <laughs> well, Amazon's also included in wide, though, which is the fun bit. Yes. So it's Amazon or Amazon and everyone else. Well, yeah, we'll get into that a bit more because it gets confusing. It does. But I think, like, it's very, um, it's, Limited when it's like ebooks, it's very much like you are exclusively Amazon and no one else. With print, it gets a bit looser. Yeah. I think. All but right. yes, we'll get let's into get it. into it first though. So, first up, let's actually talk about exclusive publishing through Amazon and KDP so we can actually know what that is a bit more. All right. I'll throw it to you. All right. <laughs> so, Amazon uh, is the big fish and it's what people were referring to when they discuss exclusive or narrow publishing uh, in the self publishing industry, of course. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is because contracts enabling authors to publish through Amazon KDP and then... Oh, sorry. <laughs> because contracts enabling authors to publish through Amazon KDP have their books available in Kindle Unlimited. Will it, oh, this is a terrible sentence. I can't read any of this. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Just keep reading. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Kindle Unlimited will involve the author agreeing to only sell their book through Amazon for a set time frame. Can be up to seven years, depending on the contract. I didn't know that. Yeah. Up to seven years. I thought it was 90 days. It was every 90 days. You need to check your contracts because it can vary. It depends what you opt into. All right. (laughs) But 
Amazon KDP is the home to many successful indie authors and boasts some of the following stats. Mm. We'll, we'll read through a couple of these. And yeah, we'll share so it. it's exclusive mostly because of this contracting mechanism and we'll go through it a bit more in detail. But yeah, yeah if you go through them, it's like you are signing up to be like, I will only have my things there. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's you can still get stuff in there and we'll get into it, but it is there's different uh, benefits to going exclusive that you can't get if you're wide. Yes. Yes. All right. And cons. <laughs> All right. So tell us some cool stats about uh, Amazon KDP. Yeah. So we'll go through just some uh, some of the things that make, I guess, um, actually going down this exclusive route a bit um, tempting. Yes. I guess. So Amazon does sell over 487 million, million ebooks through Kindle every year. That's a lot. The company's market share in ebook sales stands at at least 67%, climbing to 83% when Kindle Unlimited is included. So everyone's heard of a Kindle device. Yes. So Kindle was bought, I don't know how long ago, I don't by Amazon. Actually, yep. I don't even know if it was ever developed as a separate company, truthfully. It's been a part of Amazon for so long now. Yeah, I can't remember. I thought Kindle was originally the tablet and then it yes. sort of turned into that Kindle Unlimited and the distribution. Yeah, pretty that. much. So they yeah. like built up their own backend so that all the books could actually yes. be read on their devices yeah. easily. So Amazon's estimated to control over 87.9% of yearly ebook sales just in the UK. Oof. So you can imagine that for all the other countries. Yep. Um, Amazon releases over 1.4 million self-published books through its Kindle Direct Publishing every year. Yikes. Amazon pays over $520 million in royalties each year to over Oof. 1 million authors who decided to self-publish through KDP. Not bad. Self-published books account for 31% of Amazon's ebook sales in general. Yeah. Self-publishing authors have the option to publish their work in over 40 languages That's very as cool. well. Yeah. At the release of Kindle in 2007, 5.7% of all self-published books came from KDP. Yep. However, as of 2018, Amazon published more than 91.5% of all self-published books in the <laughs> yeah, US. Yeah, wow. For the period of 2007 to 2018, self-published title numbers on KDP surged from 3,804 to 1,416,384. It's yes. been a lot of growth in this area, yeah. guys. Well, technology and everything as well, right? Yeah, exactly. It's made it a lot easier. We sort of talked about easier. that last time, yeah. Um, overall, Amazon's store contains over 32.8 million published titles and English language books make up over 50% of all published titles in there, followed by French and German. Wow. So they've got some big numbers. They are the big fish, as you've already yeah, said. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, a behemoth. It's like that's where a lot of the market is. People know Amazon. The readers are there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like even <laughs> my Amazon that I have for when I just buy normal books, my Amazon membership, my Prime, mm. which also gets me Amazon Prime, the TV streaming stuff, also yep. gets me like the base level of Kindle. So I've got the Kindle app on my iPad and I still get free books off that. I can buy mm. books there. It's very integrated and it's yep. got like pretty much everything on it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it's, and that's why it's pretty much Amazon versus wide. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go through the royalties part? Because this is interesting as well. Yes. Yeah, all right. I will. So, uh, this is Amazon. So, for paperbacks, Amazon offers a 40% fixed royalty on the listed price after all costs are deducted. Mm. So, that's 40% of the profit, I guess yeah. you'd say. Yeah. Uh, for ebooks, Amazon offers 35% and 70% royalties, less the expenses, depending on the exclusivity. Exclusivity. Exclus no, exclusivity. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's not a good day for my mouth. <laughs> um, level of the company. So what that is, I had to look into that. You can mm -hmm. either opt for 35% where you'll just get that 35% um, 
margin or you can go 70%, but then you have to pay for printing and distribution. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit different there. Uh, and I think once you're locked in, you're locked into one of those as well for a certain amount of time. You sure are. Yeah. Oh, you're always <laughs> locked into seven into... years. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's probably five these days and I'm sure it changes. But yes, yeah. I've heard people like their books have been stuck for seven years in there. Yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, for Audible, which we'll just, we'll dabble a little bit of yeah. audio books in here. We won't go too much it's into it. It's all self-publishing, it. right? Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, authors can expect 40% royalty for an exclusive deal and 25% for a non-exclusive deal. So if you're hosting it on multiple different places, 25% if it's Amazon only, yeah. 40%. Uh, and it's free to publish a book through Amazon's Kindle Direct Publishing platform, as in put, upload your books and do all that. That's yes, all free. Yes, it doesn't cost you anything to put your digital files up there. Yes. But you do have to sign on to uh, it. There is a couple of random things, which I'm not sure if I got into in the show notes. Mm. Depending on the size of your file, there's minimal minimum prices that you can sell it for. Yes, there are. Yeah, so I don't know if that's in the show notes a bit later after whatever murder you conducted on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't see that anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. so that's just an interesting thing. There are some times when you can't set things for perma-free or make them free for X amount of time because if they're a certain size, they have to have a cost. Well, it's not in Amazon's interest for it to be free, right? They only make their percentage off the sales. Uh, yes. Oh, <laughs> I, I think you can still get lots of free ones. Yeah, but it's not like you can't just leave a thing up there. For free. Yeah, forever. I think it's 90 days, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like they want their cash. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah as, so as Amazon discussed. does hold the largest market share, as you can see, of readers by far. Oh, yeah, definitely. But they are not the only marketplaces actually available to these indie authors, and that's where publishing wide comes into things, yes. Would right? you like to tell us about wide and what it is? Sure. So there are many wide publishers and distributors that authors can use to publish and distribute their books. These companies offer various services and benefits such as distribution to multiple online retailers, print-on-demand options, marketing and promotion tools and more. It's important to research and compare all these options though to determine which is the best fit for your specific needs and goals as an author. Because there are a lot of options out here. Yeah, indeed. Um, some of the main publishers and distributors are, that actually exist out there are draft digital Smashwords, which we believed Drafter Digital has actually recently acquired. Yeah, or they've merged. <laughs> or merging. Potentially, yeah. I think that's soon, <laughs> very soon. was it Ingram Spark and Smashwords? Uh, it was Drafter Digital on Drafter their website. Digital. Yep. So we've got Drafter Digital, Smashwords, Ingram Spark, Kobo Writing Life, Barnes & Noble Press, Apple Books, Google Playbooks, Book Baby, Publish Drive, Street Lib. They are just some of them. Yes, there We're is. going to go into a few of the other main ones yes. that we've sort of mentioned in yep. a bit more detail because, as we said, wide means everyone that's not Amazon. <laughs> yeah, 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 and there are a lot. Do you want to go through Apple Books first up? I would love to because I am the Apple guy here. Uh, so Apple Books. You are the Apple guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've joined the cult. Yeah, I've got my Mac and everything. Andy Mac. It just made sense. Mm. <laughs> oh, dear. Leave that in. Don't edit it out. I won't. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. So, Apple Books. So, Apple Books owns 7% of the market uh, and 30% market share in Australia, actually, which I found quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, Apple Book readers are said to be willing to pay a higher prices than Amazon readers because people that own Apples are better than everyone else, obviously. Well, they're just used to paying more for things because <laughs> Apple conditioned them. <laughs> One of those two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to publish on there, you must have an ISBN, which I'm 
didn't know you could put on Amazon or anywhere else without one. Amazon can apply their own ISBNs. Ah, okay, yeah. So, right. yeah, a lot of the time if you go wide, you need to have purchased your ISBN through whatever your country's plate, wherever you buy them from. Yes, yeah. Um, but, yes, Amazon will be like, we'll just apply an ISBN for you, but then it's you'll, that's your Amazon ISBN. Yeah, you can't take the... that anywhere else. Oh, wow. There Chicken you go. Nuggets. Stuff that you learn. Yes. Uh, and Apple Books will give you high royalties, so 70%. Uh, mm. And high visibility for ebook box sets sold exclusively on Apple. So they'll promote that for you. Yeah. Yes. They love good exclusive stuff. Everyone companies. does. Everyone does. <laughs> All right. Uh, tell us about Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble. So they have the largest US market for books, actually. Yeah. They, physical books. Yes. They yeah. specialize in physical book sales. So you want to make sure that there's actually a physical copy of your book available, actually, yes. like, you know, ready to be printed up. Yep. They do also sell ebooks though through their Nook brand marketplace. So they, yes. I think, purchased Nook. I can't remember how long ago, so yeah, that they I'm could actually sure. start competing in this ebook market. Yes. Yep. Um, so Nook owns about seven to eight percent of the market. So it's doing all right for. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for something you probably haven't actually heard much of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, do you want to go over to Kobo? Yes, Kobo is an uh, e-reader and digital book platform, so you can actually buy a Kobo, yeah. like you could buy a Kindle back in the day. Yes, so it's like a Kindle uh, competitor, competitor, I guess. Yes, yeah, correct. <laughs> uh, it offers a wide selection of e-books, audiobooks, and e-readers, being the actual hardware. Uh, Kobo was founded in Toronto, Canada in 2009 and was later acquired by Japanese e-commerce giant Rakuten, however you pronounce that, my apologies, <laughs> in uh, 2011. Mm. Oh no, page swap. Andy's yeah, never as prepared as me with my notes. I know, then you didn't even help. <laughs> a great thing about uh, <laughs> working with Kobo is your royalties go straight into your bank account after a period of 45 days, provided you acquire the minimum of $50. So if you earn over 50, it takes 45 uh, 45 days, days to get yeah. to your account. I don't know if we go into this with the Amazon, but I think in the Amazon it's a two month split yeah, after, so it's it 90 is. days. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Kobo platform is available in over 190 countries. It offers over six million ebooks and audiobooks. Uh, they have their own app and devices, uh, and you can control your own content. So with Kobo Writing Life, you're in charge. <laughs> you own your rights, set your prices, and run your own promotions. They don't require exclusivity. So you're free to publish elsewhere as well. Yeah, so Kobo's really big in the self-publishing indie yes. author space. I guess, because yes. um, if you're not in Amazon, you're, you're pretty much on Kobo and yeah. around the place with these things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Ingram Spark, tell us about it. Ingram Spark. So, is a self publishing platform that allows authors and publishers to create, publish, and distribute print on demand books and ebooks. The platform is owned by Ingram Content Group, a company that provides wholesale distribution, print on demand, and digital distribution services to the publishing industry. Ingram Spark offers a range of publishing services, including design and formatting, book printing, ebook conversions, distribution, and marketing. Authors and publishers can use Ingram Spark to make their books available for sale on popular online bookstores, including Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and lots of others. Yes. The platform also offers global distribution services, allowing books to be printed and distributed locally in multiple countries around the world. Yeah. So we'll get it. We're going to get into aggregate publishing a little bit later. Yes, we they are. are a little bit like that. But Ingram Spark is actually also one of the ones where if you want to have hard, like actual hard copy yeah, books, physical copies, yeah. They're one of the main players in the actual print-on-demand space. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're located around the world and they will probably have a printing service in your country yes. that you can plug into. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So they're just a couple of the 
I guess, main ones we kind of wanted to go through. And there's a whole bunch of other publishers and distributors that require, as we mentioned just before, an aggregate publisher. So we're going to get into that, but there's a lot of places that actually need you to use an aggregate publisher to be able to access them. Yes. So many of these actually include um, online library services, e-reader apps and services, and services that provide access to global markets. Yeah, a lot of these I noticed as well, not all of them, but they plug into sort of your library systems. Yeah. So not just a library of books, but actual physical libraries. Yeah. Yeah, they work with a lot of those. So they can actually do like um, print on, I think it's like libraries can order copies of your book from like print, like the plugged in print on demand services and be like, I I don't know, Sean's library in where I live. That's <laughs> a great example. I know, yeah. I'm really great at this. Yeah. <laughs> but I want like four copies of Star Ranger and I yeah. can be like, yeah, I'll just order it and they'll get delivered yeah. to me. Yeah, all the kids uh, from the college down the road keep asking for it so we can order it just from our catalogue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's quite interesting. So we're going to just put the probably the list of um, all those different sort of library services and stuff so you guys can peruse at your leisure from our show notes. Yeah, there's a lot in there. Uh, unfortunately, I won't get to talk about... Biblioteca, uh, which is what I really wanted to just you say can that. Talk so about now I'm good. No, I just wanted to say the word. Okay, <laughs> but that one is a place that focuses exclusively on library marketplaces. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So have a look at the notes for those. There's like ten, I think, in there or more. And I'm sure lot. we can and there's start probably more adding than more. That as well. Yeah, yeah. Like we definitely don't have any like exhaustive list of all the different options that are available for yes. you in this publishing space. Yes. <laughs> We're learning as well, guys. Yes, exactly. We haven't actually published any of this stuff outside no, of our website. This is we us are currently exclusive up. to invokecreations.com. I guess so. <laughs> and we are, Sean. You've got to tell people we're exclusive. Yeah, Makes okay. us sound bougie. <laughs> you sure. like what I did there? I did. <laughs> I said it wrong on purpose. Uh, all right. So that's a lot of things. So yes. to save poor self-publishing indie author having yes. to work through 70 different I don't um, want so like, logons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a lot of passwords. Or even just uploading your file to, like, 70 It takes me places. long enough to do it on our website, so I could only imagine. So there's a thing called aggregate. Aggregate. Aggregate publishers. <laughs> uh, tell us about them, Sean. All right. So aggregate publishers, they are pretty much, as you're saying, services that exist to distribute your book to multiple different marketplaces for you. So one of the actual like main um, aggregate publishers that are around at the moment is Draft to Digital. Yes, I think they only really started to appear a couple of years ago, and they have very quickly gained a lot of Whoa. steam. You can see just from the stats that we talked about earlier in this episode and last, it's been a real sort of in the last ten years this mm. sort of self-publishing. I don't need an indie publishing house; I can do it all myself. Mm. Has really blown up. So with that, I assume you know people are going to be like, "Hang on, where's a service I can provide as a business to help authors?" Yeah, and it's yeah, it's one of these. It's exploded. Yes. Indeed. So we're going to go through a little bit about Draft Digital for a little bit. Yep. So from their website, they say, "Writing is your dream. We make publishing your reality. Your book is our priority. Your priority, you know, our priority is you." <laughs> Yeah, hopefully they don't say it like that, though. It's super creepy. I know. I imagine this accent. We build tools and services that let you focus on writing while we take care of layout, publishing, distribution, print-on-demand, paperbacks, and more. Keep writing. Ah. We're here for the rest. Oh, Lord. That's an AI that's probably slightly (laughs) attractive but is definitely going to kill me. That's what that voice is. Mm, Cool. (laughs) No, it's not cool. It's not okay. Don't hear what you want to from that sentence. (laughs) 
It's, an, it's nightmare fuel. That's what that is. Sweet. Um, <laughs> but pretty much, as I was saying, yeah. their whole existence for being is to be like, it's very complex because there is like a, a, a lot of different ways to get your book out there. Ebooks, the print on demand, paperbacks. Uh-huh. There's audiobook. I just there's a lot layout even. So like some places like have specific requirements yes. for layouts yes. and formatting. So. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of things. So, so Draft Digital helps you with this. Yes, um, thankfully. So- some of the places that draft digital actually end up distributing yep. to. Um, so some of the marketplaces are Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, Scribd. Scribd? Scribd. Scribd. It would be Scribd, not Scribd. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Scribd until you just did that too. Oh, look at us go. We write the words. Oh, no. Um, Smashwords, which, as we said, we think is getting bought by one of them. Um, Tolino, Overdrive, Biblio... Biblioteca. There you go. Biblioteca. <laughs> I was like, Biblioteca. <laughs> oh, oh <God>. dear. <laughs> Baker and Taylor, Borrowbox, Hoopla, Vivlio, and Palace Marketplace. Yes. And that is growing. Yes, indeed. Yes, so... Do you want to go through the actual yeah, okay. royalties part? Yeah, which yeah. Is very so, Draft to Digital offers their services, including formatting, conversion, distribution, and sales tracking, without any upfront charges. Instead, they take a percentage of each book's sale, which means they only get paid when the author gets paid. So, you can do perma free, I'm pretty sure, for some of your titles through Draft to Digital. So, you can actually leave books as forever free. I wonder how they'd like that. Well, I think the intent is obviously people that do that are doing that as a, what's the word, like a reader magnet to get people in so they can sell more of their other books because I think they understand that. I don't think people are just like, I'm only writing one book and leaving it up there. Yeah, So, yeah, they obviously are like most people that sort of leave a perma-free or have things free for a while are doing that to get more sales anyway. So, in the long run, that's going to be more money for them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Where was I? Yeah, so the fee is approximately... Uh, 10% of their list price set by the author. So most stores mm. take about 30%, while Draft to Digital only takes about 10%, leaving the author with about 60% of the list price for ebooks and 45% for print books. So that means all those other places we mentioned are going to take their cut, mm. and then Draft to Digital is going to take their 10% on top of that, mm-hmm. putting you around 60%. Obviously, it's different for each ones and stuff. So this is yeah. sort of Andy Mack's rough math based on what he's read. And then, yeah, also the. Um, for print books, if you're doing print yes. on demand and stuff, minus the printing costs. Yeah, exactly. That's that 45% too. after costs. Yeah. Uh, the estimated royalties are displayed on a store-by-store basis based on the list price. The final amount of money the author receives may vary depending on the specific policies of each store, which I just sort of mentioned, mm. and taxes applicable to their location. Mm. So generally, an author can expect to earn about $6 from a 10-book sale, but after taxes, the amount would be reduced four dollars yeah so there's a couple of things i'm not sure it's not in the notes here but i went into it so they will hold 30 percent as per like u.s tax law yes and then you have to apply uh for either to accept that tax or if you have if your country has a tax compensation with the u.s you Mm. can fill in some paperwork and let them know and they'll tax you less on that so that, yeah, there was actually, yeah, I went into that a, a bit weirdly, not that I'm really into tax law and yeah. tax with other countries, but probably best to assume it's about 30%. Yeah. Because Australia's tax agreement, which was a bit hard to read, mm. I think it's just sort of a one-for-one thing. We just sort of play it the same. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
So, yes, you still have to pay tax on it and they will do that yes. for you. And then potentially, depending on how much you're earning, I'm sure Australia will tax you again as you're bringing in foreign sales and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So, so, it sounds kind of confusing, but the, I guess the main thing with Draft2Digital is because like because it's going to like so many different platforms. Yes. So, they're managing, I guess, all this complexity of like oh, yeah. this platform wants a contract to give you, I don't know, 20%. This one wants 40%. Draft2Digital are trying to be like... We'll take 10% of your sale and we'll figure out that stuff and we'll just pay you what, yes. what we can. Yeah, I haven't used it <laughs> yet, but um, what it said just before was it'll actually show you that based on each one. So yeah, you, so you'll you be able to track through. and see all this as well. Yeah, so it's it's quite enticing. And with draft digital too, um, because they do formatting, I yes. think like you can actually just upload your Word doc. They use Atticus, don't they? I don't know if it's Atticus or not. I, I can't it, remember. I thought I read somewhere that it was Atticus. I didn't think well, that so. That could have been Smashwords. Maybe. Yeah, or something um, like that at least. But yeah, it has similar. its own, like, yeah, it'll help you auto format your books. So, yes, yes thank you, Draft Yes, I think, yeah, I, I think in there it says you can upload, yeah, they prefer all the versions of Word and mm. then they'll put it through their stuff to figure it out. But if you already have an EPUB, you can publish it that way. However, Ooh. you can't then edit it. I did see, because I'm part of like an um, Atticus, sort of author's Atticus group on Facebook though. Yeah, some yeah. people have had some issues when they've, um, I think Atticus outputs like a, EPUB 3 file or something, and yeah, Draft okay. Digital was only wanting like an EPUB 2 or something. Yeah, the, Some it was a little caveat in there. Like, you can publish your EPUB, but you can't change it. Because the other thing you can do with Draft mm. Digital, I'm pretty sure, is change covers and do all sorts yeah. of stuff when you want. If you submit an EPUB, you can't do that. Yeah, memory. you'd have to like resubmit the whole thing. Yeah, you'd have to, it'd be yeah. like a different version, I guess. Anyway, very useful. All right. Um, so that's Draft Digital, which is, I think, the main one out there at the moment, it feels like. Yeah, I didn't come I'm getting across from any other really big ones, so, except for yeah. Smashwords, which we're pretty sure Draft Digital emerging with anyway. Yeah. yeah. So as we're saying, like a lot of these ones, they um, provide authors with the ability to distribute the books to multiple retailers using single platforms. So some of the other ones, yes, as you said, Smashwords, Publish Drive, Street, li Lib, Lib. Yep. I don't know if it's supposed to be short for library, so maybe it's like lib, lib. Yeah. Book Baby and Lulu are some yeah. of the other ones. Yeah, but yeah, okay. I think Drafted Digital is definitely the main player. Uh, yes. Um, and they all offer a range of services, including the formatting, distribution, marketing tools as well to help promote the work. Um, and some of them offer those print-on-demand services and audiobook distribution for some of them and access to additional publishing resources and support. Yes. It's all varies. It's different. You need to research them all. <laughs> yes. Sean's favourite thing. Do your research. Yeah. When my brain's yes. not working, I love like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in Do your own work. Yeah. Yeah. But they're here to hear, listen to us. Um, uh, but yeah. So publishing aggregators. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, those ones. And there's just one more thing I wanted to chuck in when we talked about going Which is wide important, an aggregator is uh, selling your book from your own website. Yes. Slash Shopify. Because that's 100% royalties to you then. Yes, I think there's um, a bit more of a movement to this as well. Well, for, for established authors, I've seen a lot more getting on this. Yes, I think so too. I think uh, I was listening to a podcast with uh, old J-Pen mm. uh, and she talked about she's on everywhere yep. and she goes wide, but I think initially she'll drive, try and drive people to her website. Yes. But she also tries to just make it whatever's easier for the customer. Yeah, which I think is fair. It's yeah. like have it yes. available everywhere. Everywhere, <laughs> particularly your website because you can yeah. then charge as much as you want and get all of that, particularly for an ebook. Yeah, because then it's, it's only hard. your um, out-of-pocket costs, I guess, if there's any like... Yeah. Paying well, for your for, website. And... For the ebooks, you probably barely anything if you do um the print on demand sort of thing like yeah, yeah you'll have to just pay demand, for your like we talked about yeah yeah like if uh, and then whatever shopify takes if you have a shopify store which yeah. is pretty low from memory 
Yeah, I'm pretty keen about that idea, though. It's pretty cool. Yes, indeed. We will get there, my friend. But yes, all right. They are just some of the options available. Yes. And that's probably already gone for quite a while. But we want to get into the nitty-gritty of just, like, pros and cons. Because I think this is, like, the main thing we need to understand ourselves. (laughs) Tell everybody else. (laughs) All right. All right. So, I think last time I got to be happy pants and be positive and pro about everything. So this time you can read. Oh, you're the making pros. me be pro today. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah yes. <laughs> well, I've had fun being negative. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> All right. First up, we're going to talk through Amazon KDB exclusive and what some of the pros about going exclusive actually are. Right, let's hear it. So self-publishing through KDP is accessible and affordable, enabling writers to enter the publishing world and realize their creative dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I dream of making money and selling books. As you said, it doesn't cost, I think, to put books up there. No. You just the need cost comes ones. if you, once you sell yes, stuff. Yes, correct. Uh, focus advertising in one place, which is less time consuming and to manage and easier to budget for. So if you've only got your stuff on Amazon, it's a lot easier to advertise that. <laughs> yes, to yeah, you can target your marketing. <laughs> yes. Uh, your book available for any, ex- uh, your book's available for any exclusivity and special promotions. So Amazon does run special promotions and KDP, I'm pretty sure do. So you'll yes, be definitely. available to those and they have a giant reader market. Oh, so yes, it's they good do. for you, yes. which is my next point because it's a huge readership and customer base. Some of those stats earlier told you that it's, it's yeah. the lion's share of the reading market, especially for ebooks. It is the big fish in the big pond. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, there's only one set of competitors to monitor, which is just like you versus everyone else, I guess. Yes. I, yeah, I think that's it, it's a good point, yes, but it's also kind of so big that it. Yeah. And then you also don't have to deal with all the different marketplaces. So if you change your EPUB file, one place to actually upload it and change it. Yeah, definitely. Amazon does offer print-on-demand services, so you yep. can access that. Yep. KDP is flexible, allowing authors to choose the medium for their work, including the digital or paperback formats. If you've used Amazon, you've probably seen. There's yes. a book. You have yep. lots of options underneath for what type you want. Yep. Um, Amazon owns Audible, and I'm pretty sure... Audible owns ACX now, yep. which is one of the main self-publishing audiobook marketplaces. So that's Once again, growing. You've got, e- <laughs> you've got ebook, physical, and audio all in yeah, one place. Yeah, it's all starting to combine. Yeah. Standard payments. So KDP allows authors to set their book price, but there are some restrictions on the maximum price for ebooks under the seventy percent royalty plan. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, yeah, they make you keep it. Uh, manageable, I guess. Yes. <laughs> you can't be like, this book costs a billion dollars. <laughs> You're going to go sell one then. It's true. I think <laughs> I've seen a book that's advertised like that. <laughs> yeah. Buy this book for a billion dollars. I think I saw it's like how Is that to, what it's called? How to um, oh, make a billion dollars. A billion dollars for a Selling book. Selling a book or something. Yeah, buy this for one million. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so authors can choose between the two royalty plans that we mentioned earlier. So the 35% royalty plan and the 70%. Yep. The latter requires paying for printing and delivery charges though. Yes. Um, Amazon pays authors reliably, though, as well, with monthly payments made after a two-month grace period. So when you first load your thing, you won't get paid for two months, but then you'll start getting paid monthly because yeah. it'll be that backlog of the yeah, two months. Yeah, so I think it's 90 days because it's that Which first month when it's up and at the end of the month they do it and then you get the two months after that. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Um, it's easy to track your sales through Amazon. They do have all very good back yes. end and there's multimedia content available in there. Audible and, and audio and everything. Yep. There's very structured metadata you can pull apart your readerships quite well i'm sure yeah there's lots of stats you can look at all the sales stuff yeah you can hack the mainframe um and amazon self-publishing services through kdp simplify the whole process of self-publishing with proper documentation tutorials 
FAQs, discussion forums, and help centers. Like you are very well supported if you yes. go down this route. Yes. Yeah. All right. Pros. <laughs> Over to the cons <laughs> for you. Cons. Go be negative. Ugh. You love being negative. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not in my blood. All right. But some of the cons. So you may be unable to reach uh, readers who don't routinely use your chosen platform. Mm. So if you're obviously in a very different market uh, and, and people, your market doesn't go to Amazon, yeah, yeah obviously you're not going to win. Uh, so you've got a complete exclusivity for eBooks is required when publishing on Amazon. So that's for KDP. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can still put eBooks on there, just not KDP. Oh, that's eBooks. Even Drafted Digital that said you could do... I think it might be for the print-on-demand sort of yeah. paperbacks right. and stuff. We have homework to do. <laughs> uh, your book won't be available for library lending. So if you're just on Amazon, you can't get it into a library. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending. This is self-publishing we're talking about. If you're uh, traditionally published, then oh, some that's of those a whole, ha- that's different, a whole different thing. thing. Yep. <laughs> uh, conditional to the marketplace you pick, brick-and-mortar stores won't stock your book. Yes. Yep. Uh, exclusivity clauses, which we've talked about. Yes. Uh, the seven-year sort of stuff or 90 days uh, yeah. exclusive on KDP means you can't have it anywhere else on the internet, even yeah. your own website. It's up on Kindle. Yeah, it's only on Kindle. Yeah, not even your website, people. <laughs> uh, only paid reviews, as in the people that can re- review it have to be customers. You can't get reviews from non-customers. That's probably fair. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, your mum will always talk you up, so there's one less... <laughs> review. Just make them buyable. Yeah. Uh, you are vulnerable to changes in terms. Yeah. So if Amazon changed their royalty structures or yeah, anything. Too bad. Yeah. Yep. Uh, highly competitive marketplace because you're competing with 85% of yes, everyone. Yes. Very yep. much so. Uh, restrictions on the amount of content you can distribute online. Mm. So as a sort of external to Amazon, like I said. Uh, prior listings for your book must be deleted before publishing on Amazon. Yep. Oof. Don't so want it anywhere. Amazon. Nowhere. Oh, you, you're <laughs> definitely one of the bad corporations in my cyberpunk book. Don't you worry about that. It's fun being negative, isn't it? I told you. Um, uh, sales may be routed through Kindle Unlimited, which affects earnings and pricing methods. So yeah. you can get it for free, really. So they'll just be like, uh, free for a month. You don't get paid because we're yeah. going to put it out there to make draw readers to buy or to go to Kindle. And what I haven't looked into properly yeah. is about um, how Web3 plugs into that too. Oh, so yeah. like if, yes, because I think if you've signed on to Kindle, Web3 NFT versions of your book is not a thing. Yeah. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> yep. All right, let's go on to wide. All right, let's go wide. wide. All right, I'm going on to the pros. I'm staying positive. All right, do it. Pros of going wide. It can be important for discoverability and long-term success as a self-published author because you will be in more locations. You will be broader. It can be very good for you. Yes, I've stated publicly on the podcast that I want to be huge in Japan. So Yeah, you can have your own store, like you were saying, and you can promote your own store. You can be a brand (laughs) pretty much. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, distributing widely also reduces risks and creates multiple revenue streams. So you're not just counting on that Amazon income. You yep. are everywhere. So if Amazon, I don't know, something happens to Amazon, your well, whole income doesn't disappear. Oh, well, yes. I didn't actually mention it, but if you get blocked <laughs> oh, yeah. from Amazon, which they randomly sometimes do from some of the groups we're in, yeah. they just be like, oh, that looks like copyright. Yes. And your book's just not selling for two weeks while you sort that out. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, reduce your risk. Uh, self-publishing can help establish a fan pace and dem- a fan base, not pace, That's a right. fan base, and demonstrate author skills to potential publishers. And your book can also be available for library lending. So yeah, there's lots of different options for it and stuff. 
So if you like also prove yourself that you're able to distribute your book widely and stuff, yeah. you look like a business, you look like you know what you're doing a lot more. Yes. <laughs> I haven't just chucked a file up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're doing it. And yeah, as you also said as well, the book's actually able to go out into libraries and stuff, which is really cool. I just, I don't know why, but that feels important to me. It feels nice. It does. It's like... I pe- love libraries. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I'm <laughs> given back. Yeah. I'm not that they buy your books, but... Of course, but it's like out there. I think that, yeah, the, I haven't looked into the online library services. Yeah. But I think you just sign up and then you can just check in and out. Yeah, books. for me, it's like it's I'd really hate cool. someone not to read, be able to read my book because it's too expensive or they don't have yes. a Kindle, right? Like, just go to library and rent. You don't, I don't get any money. I, yeah. I get like the $4 for the original purchase from no, it, but exactly. 100 people can read it. Go read my stuff. I've seen like memes on Facebook and stuff that just really resonate with me about like yeah. how I love how society values like reading and just learning and stuff so much that we have libraries everywhere. Like we make sure it's like mandated. Everyone has access to books yeah. <laughs> for free. Yeah, doesn't exactly. matter. You can always go yeah. get a book. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. There aren't free <laughs> movie theatres everywhere, are there? No. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Libraries are great. Sorry, I'm interrupting. <laughs> no, that's fine. Carry on. Our little library love fest. I'm too pro. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Yeah. Um, so you also have wider reach to readers on many marketplaces, as we said. Yeah. Like, Amazon's huge, US and everything, but there are countries where it's not the main thing. Well, 30% for Apple in Australia. Exactly. I didn't, that's a big that's number. That's quite big. Yeah. And you can't be on there if you're on Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can sell your books in brick and mortar stores. So it can take a little bit more effort to organize that because it's yeah. up to you to always do your work as a self-publisher. Yep. But yeah, you can put your books in whatever stores you want, which yep. is really cool. Diversifying your risk, which is what we sort of said before. Having your book in multiple locations, you protect against suddenly losing all the revenue. Or if something happens to your account, you forget your password. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. That would suck. It's, it's, it's not crypto. You're not locked out forever. <laughs> it's locked out forever from Amazon. <laughs> That's it. Who? We've never oh, heard of you. No. Um, and then you can actually like look at the stats and stuff and discover which marketplaces work best for your genre and your readers and your yeah, audience. That is a big thing, which we might get into shortly, but mm. genre and what you're yes. writing, that, we'll come into that. Yes. Yeah. Um, ability to directly sell your book. So as we we're saying, we love the idea of being able to set up our own Shopify, which is, I think it's on our to-do list one yes, day. We, yeah, dream. We, we need books first, not we just giving away chapters for free. A store, which will be really cool Yay. one day. One day. This year. One day. This year. <laughs> this year, Sean. You've already stated your goals publicly. Yeah, I know. Yep. Um, and self-publishing does not require payment for publication costs or repayment of an advance. So if sales are slow, that's fine. You don't have to be out of pocket because of it. So another one where, yeah, um, yeah you, it doesn't cost you anything until you make a sale. Yeah, exactly. Which is really cool. That's all the pros I have. <laughs> all right. All right. On to the cons. All right. Go on. Uh, all right. Some of the bad things about going uh, wide. So you have to deal with multiple marketplaces, which can be time intensive. Yes. Even if you are going through an aggregator, I still yes. think you're going to have to look at the different stats and understand where your markets are and what you're hitting and what you're not hitting. 100%. Yep. So going wide may take more time to develop traction compared to Amazon's platform. But strategies such as providing free review copies can help promote awareness. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah, once again, if it's on Amazon and you're publishing or uh, promoting, like people know where it is. Yeah. But if it's elsewhere, you got to you got to do the work. Uh, you're unlikely to have exclusivity and special promotions. Yes, I think like you have to apply to. There's different places you can 
use yes. for that specifically, but you have to yeah. apply to them. Like, um, unlike Amazon, which would probably just be like special promotion yeah. for Amazon stuff. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. advertise it for We you. love Amazon at Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so wider market campaigns can be more complicated to manage and your market budget may end up being less focused. Yeah. So if you're on Amazon, you just, all advertising goes to Amazon. Yeah, you just direct all your readers to yeah, one place, right? Exactly. Amazon. But now you might have to spread that out across the globe, across different markets, yeah. etc. cetera. Uh, success in going wide requires investment in marketing, advertising, and other author business expenses. So just time and money. Yeah. It's a bigger fish, so like it's a bigger pond, so you've got to move around and do more in it, which yeah. takes up time and money. I think I've also heard like book links. You need like to make sure you have book links going on. So I think there's a lot of places that offer that service, but it is one where it aggregates all the different like links to the marketplaces. So you can direct your readers to one website. Oh, like Anchor does for our podcast. I think so. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Yeah. Important for this Shout out to Anchor. (laughs) Uh, um, And obviously reduced visibility. Amazon providers uh, provides the largest author platform. Uh, so if you're not on it, you're mm. not going to be as visible as people that are, plain yeah. and simple. You're not going to be the Amazon's best-selling author, something, yeah, something. which means you're the best-selling <laughs> author from towards 80% of customers. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you've got a really good book, people want to buy it wherever That's you are. That's true. Yeah. Okay, that is me being uh, cranky. That's that's all the bads. I think, like, that's, like, the nitty-gritty info we kind of wanted to get into with, like, what to know about these different options that are available. Yes, and this is us doing research as well. Yes, we are learning. So, in, you know, one to two years, once we've both published actual books, not just sort of the chapters, we'll be able to come back and be like, okay. (laughs) This is how we do it. Yeah, this is what we (laughs) like. Remember when we said that thing? Yeah, no, this is wrong. Instead of us being like, here's all the different options we think we have to look into more and research. Uh, but yeah, just to sort of start wrapping up a little bit. So yeah. just as a summary. Yeah. So exclusive publishing on Amazon's KDP Select. Some of the main things you need to know is you must guarantee com- to complete exclusivity for at least 90 days, meaning you cannot sell your title in conjunction with another published title or publish through another provider. So yes. make sure you check your contracts and stuff yes. that Amazon are getting you to sign up to. Don't just yeah. hit the I accept button. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, you can only distribute up to 10% of your book's content to others and you must remove any content from your blog that's in the book. Yes. So, yes, Bzz. you can't share your book around. Yeah. Uh, your book will only be available on Amazon, which means you may miss out on opportunities for discovery and sales channels because yep. it is still limited. Yep. You may have to delete any prior listings of your book, which we said before, which can be time-consuming. If yeah. you've already been spamming it everywhere. Oh, for five <laughs> years or something. And you've got to delete everything oh. somehow. Yeah, it sounds hard. Yuck. And your sales may be routed through Kindle Unlimited and your earnings will be subject to Amazon's revenue sharing formulas. So your income is at the behest of whatever Amazon desires. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> you should also buy shares as, as you do it. Amazon yeah, shares at the same time. <laughs> You're going to make me money one way. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You uh, go through wide publishing. All right. For so for going wide means making your book available on multiple platforms, which can increase discoverability and provide multiple revenue streams. You're not bound by exclusivity, mm-hmm. so you can offer free review copies to promote awareness. Put it on your website. Yeah, spam it everywhere. Chapters a week free. Yes. Uh, <laughs> as an example. Uh, time and investment in marketing are necessary components of success when publishing wide, as you need to invest in advertising, covers, and author business expenses, which yep. I talked about before. Uh, and being linked with a prominent publication like Amazon 
can provide validation and status, but going wide can help establish a fan base and email list and demonstrate to potential publishers that you're an accomplished author. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's the, you know, you might have a million followers, but there's a thousand people that probably pay your bills, that sort of 80-20 yeah. thing. So that's the same sort of thing with Amazon. If you found your audience that want to buy your books elsewhere, yeah. it doesn't matter how much visibility you have on Amazon if people aren't going to buy it. Yeah, it's true. Yes. So yeah, that's a nice, like, summary. So, like, I don't know, some of the thoughts I have on all of it. Yeah, like, hit me with it. What's yeah. your opinion? I think, like, the main thing that people or authors are going to have to consider is just, like, about their genre. Oh, uh, such a big thing. Because your readership market can be anywhere. Like, it's very different. Different yes. readers go to different places. Yeah. And so you need to have a look at who your readers are before you make a decision on whether I'm going exclusive or whether I'm going wide. Yeah, and I, I had a look. I didn't put in the show notes. I'm pretty sure the old spicy romance novel is the number one bestseller on Amazon. Yeah, on Kindle, it's all Yeah, it's all spicy. It's all spicy. It's, oh, look it's out. spicy on the Kindle. Spicy, that's it. <laughs> have a glass of cold water ready. Um, and so why would you go elsewhere if you write that's spicy That's where novels? the readers are. Yeah, exactly. So it's like that's where you will find them and they will buy your book there. Yes, exactly. Whereas, yeah, for other genres, it could be anywhere else. You'd, but you need to do your research, I think, and decide what's best for you. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a real decision about what you want to do. And it's different. You might do different things, right? Like, and we're getting a little bit, well, we're going to talk about it anyway, our yeah. thoughts on it. Yeah. If you've got a, like a separate pen name and you want to write your spicy novels on the side or you want to do one, something on the side mm. and just do that because it's easy, it's like a side project and you can just put it on Amazon and just let it roll. Yeah. That might be a simple thing for it's you. It's kind of fun. But I think for, I, know I won't speak for you, but particularly for myself, like I want to go as wide as possible. I want as many people yeah. to read and see and hear about my book and I want it in libraries and yeah. I want kids to be able to read, well, teenagers to be able to read Age-appropriate <laughs> <laughs> um, audiences. Age-appropriate audiences. <laughs> I want people uh, in different countries to be able to get it easily. Yes. I don't want to just have it in one place. But yeah. that being said, if, you know, 80% of people buying books uh, are on Amazon, particularly eBooks. Yeah, then... it doesn't make sense to go anywhere else if you read it. Yeah, it's, it's a tough decision. But for me, obviously, having you know, the weekly releases, selling it off our website, they're yeah. all much more That's important to me do. as an artist because <laughs> uh, I have a day job. This isn't my full, full day job. Yes. So I can afford to be a bit picky. Uh, I much prefer to do it that way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, same? Yeah, all right, so is there anything else you want to... Any more last thoughts on it, Sean? Yeah, well, I kind of agree with you. I Like, I, I'm attracted to the wide model, I think. Yeah. Like, I love the idea of as the same sort of thing, being able to, I guess, just get the book out there to more places and explore the different options available. I like the idea of not locking myself into contracts with Amazon that won't let me make NFTs if I want to make an yeah, NFT out of my book. Yeah, that's a big thing for us, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, there's parts of me that's just a bit... I don't like the locking myself into something. Yeah. Maybe I'm also a little bit like, well, I'm not part of the Apple cult. So maybe I'm like, I don't want to be a part of the Amazon cult either a little bit. Yeah. You're not my dad, Amazon. You can't tell me what to Probably. do. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think it's a, it's fun to explore all the different options out there and the different ways we can reach audiences. Um, and then also own our own store, as I was saying before. I, I like the idea of doing that too. Yeah, I think we'd be silly not Which to do that. It'd be really cool. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think I'm le definitely... I think leaning towards wide. I won't say I could definitely never with Amazon. Like you know, if all my the readers end up on Amazon, yeah. Well, maybe I'll oh, sort well, over. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you can still put your books, your hard, your published books through there. We need. I need to sort out the ebook thing. I thought you could. 
I think it's like the yeah. It, you just maybe can't it's just get if you sign up for deals um, or anything like that. Kindle, I think you get locked in. Yeah, but, I'm yeah. sure Amazon was on the list of things we read out from Draft to Digital. I'm not sure. It about is, Kindle. but yeah, I'm not. I think it might be there. But I think you can still get eBooks from Amazon that may not be Kindle, if that makes sense. I'm very confused. <laughs> we will have some learning to do. We'll learn that. Yes, but yeah, I think I'm a wide girl. Is um. It makes me more interest. I'm more interested in that anyway. I'm more excited to explore that yeah. publishing world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd love to like find out that I have like a thousand yeah. diehard fans in Bangladesh that just love my stuff. Yeah, and I would hate for them not to be able to read it if they really like it Pretty because much. they're not on Amazon or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. as we said, we are still writing our books. We're gripping them up. Like chapters are out. Yep. But I'm hoping I will have a proper book by the end of the year. So that's when I guess I'll start my journey on figuring this out a lot more. Yes, we'll be able to tell you exactly how it goes. Pretty much. Excellent. I am tempted by Draft to Digital. I think they're my. I'm going to look more into that. Yeah, that's where I, after doing the research for this podcast, I'm like, yeah, it just seems the easiest. Yes. (laughs) I was like, take your 10%. It's worth it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If I don't have to do all of those other things we just talked about, 10% is yours. Imagine trying to update your cover on like. 60 million different websites. Yeah, or you've just got like one word out. You missed a sentence off the back of your your document in one of them and you're like, oh. Yeah, Yeah, punishing. But, yeah, so Draft Digital, you're on my hit list of research. (laughs) (laughs) Insert cool assassination music here. Not assassination, friend music. We're going to be the best friends. Hit list. I know. We're going to be the best friends. Rainbows and Sean and Draft Even Digital. Even if they don't want to be. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, we'll okay. be friends. All right. So before you all have nightmares, I'm going to end it there. Uh, next week, this is very, very exciting. Mm. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, AI, collaborative writing tools, chatbots, their use, advantages, and the tension that is brewing in the publishing community because of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I think we actually moved this forward our schedule just because we is, are watching it, it blow up yeah, <laughs> at the it moment. Is, it is. Uh, <laughs> there are sides being formed. Yes. Yes. So it is uh, exciting. Yeah. I'm keen to get into that one. Could be a bit controversial. I might get a bit passionate. Might accidentally drop some swear words. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it happens. Not on purpose, uh, but it might happen. Yeah, because you already heard the, in the news, I was saying about there's that one yeah. publishing place has already shut down submissions. Yes. Everybody's, um, yeah, trying to catch up to figure out what AI world means. Yes, in the you'll, you'll get the Sean and Andy bars lost in the metaverse hot take coming soon. That'll be fun. <laughs> but until then, I know you're not doing anything because we haven't released that podcast yet. So why don't you go read our books? Yeah, good call. Get excited. Go and read our books, people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't read chapter five yet, which is out my bad. As I said, I was busy. I'm very excited for chapter five of Agent Mother Other. Oh, thanks, dude. Yes. Uh, I think I'm up to chapter three still on yours. So yeah, I'm, I'm that's getting right. there slowly. Oh, they're There's, not small chapters, that's though. That's the thing. The like, longer I like delay trying to read these things, the more chapters backlog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's some big boys in there, so you don't want to be getting behind. You yeah. don't want to be like, I'll read two chapters and that's your weekend gone because that's 30,000 words. Uh, okay, <laughs> oh they're not that big. Not that but big. yes, you can go to our website, though, to sign up to our email list. Yep. That's where you go to our website. It's www.invokecreations.com. Click on the big buttons. Put your yep. name and email in. I don't send you spam uh, emails. I literally just go no. to the books out. Go have a read. Yep. And you send get you the links. Each Saturday morning, I think it comes out. I try. Yes. And that's the only email we'll ever spam you with. Yes. <laughs> pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> For now. Uh, if you want some uh, fat beats, you can head over to uh, Invoke Sounds on YouTube. Mm, sure or can. you can head to your favorite music provider to get the summer. Is it out now? Yes, it, it will be, be out by yeah. now. Invoke. Invoke. Beat, Beat Summer, summer 22-23. Yeah, I think that's yep. what it's called. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> One of us should know. It shouldn't be me. Uh, if you want to see some art, I will be starting on that cover. So I will actually fire up the old Instagram once again uh, nice. and post some stuff out there. So that's uh, invoke underscore art on Instagram. We also have our Facebook where we are... Doing whatever we're doing. Doing whatever we're doing <laughs> on Facebook. Facebook. Just most of the silly stuff. <laughs> I think it's a bit more of a personal yep. sort of like, it's us. <laughs> yep. Uh, we are both blowing up on Twitter. Blowing I think we've both up. got over 100 uh, followers. Yes, we yeah, do. Yeah, I think Whoa. only like 30% of mine are bots. Uh, <laughs> but I do love enjoying their uh, phishing emails they send me. Um, so go check that out. I am Andy Mac Creative. I uh, am Sean Lee Creative. And we have Invoke Creations for our Bards Lost in the Metaverse Twitter. Yes, so our podcast has its own Twitter thing. Yes. That's just, just things about our podcast. Yes, we keep it there and occasionally I go on and like one of my posts so I don't feel sad and that someone liked it. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to leave you with a track that Sean has created. I'm not sure, sure which one it is. Last week's was fire, by the way. That oh, was amazing. I really liked it. I listened to it twice. Um... <laughs> But we've got a lot to do. We're going to put our bum in a seat. We're going to do that work. So until next time, stay dangerous. Bye.